Welcome to another episode of the LeafCast. Takes by Leaf for Leaf. Yo, I want to welcome back the audience. I appreciate you tuning in. Um, today we're going to do uh, part two of the discussion with T.O. Um, today we're going to focus a little bit on the Black Lives Matter protests and get T.O.'s thoughts for that. I think you're in for a treat, so enjoy. Where you gotten to in terms in terms of his political career, bro? <laughs> Tim Scott. Yeah. So let me um pivot over to a different topic, you know, and I, and I want to get your thoughts on this because I feel like there was two different things. There was one, you know, there was the pandemic, and then there was the protest because to me, Black Lives Matter has been going on for a minute. Um. <laughs> Initially, I was just amazed that white people took umbrage at the name Black Lives Matter, like somehow that was racist or some type of racist dog whistle. And it's like, I, and I was like amazed that we had to have a discussion and, t- and say, you know, hey, Black Lives Matter. I mean, if you just think about, forget slogans, stuff like that, it's like, hey, our lives matter, please recognize this you know and it's like people were just oh what does that mean you know whatever so yeah let's go back when this shit really started because for me i think one of the things so there's many topics i want to touch touch with on this but to me just the, just the threshold was we're in where everybody's under quarantine and when they hunted that brother down in uh georgia the brother that was jogging mm-hmm. that's when i was like okay see this is the problem there's no sports on TV to keep these white people occupied. They're at home. You know, they're not working or they're working, you know, whatever that may be. They're in Georgia. What else can they do for entertainment besides go back to their own history, which is a history of hunting black folk? Like, lynchings are a real thing in America. Mm-hmm. I find it funny that white people try to act like they were unaware of this concept, but when I saw the first brother get hunted down, and I'm like, in my mind, I was like, what? What? First of all, it was amazing that they're showing a black man being assassinated on television. And then the second thing that really came to mind was, which is, all right, well, they've first of all, they didn't, they, you know, they, this happened. These dudes were let go, were not charged, and only afterwards, one of the dummies decided to release the tape. Were these individuals charged? Right. So this is like, you know, they didn't even think they were doing anything wrong. And I'm thinking, how many other times have they been hunting niggas in Georgia, especially during the pandemic, when there is no videotape? Right. Like, how many black people are dying? Then you see, you know, the George Floyd in Minneapolis. So then you have, you know, now this combustible situation. So let me stop there, dog. What, What was your initial impressions when this started to really hit the fan? You really have to be of, of one of two minds, right? Either, either y'all had no idea this was happening. So I think the juxtaposition of these two events just has to make you incredulous, right? Because like either, either white folks, either y'all really thought this stuff wasn't happening and you couldn't believe and thus, you know, Black Lives Matter was something that you thought was aggressive or um, against all lives mattering. Or y'all been out here hunting us down like this and you know about it, right? So to me, it's one of those things where I'm like, I can't believe y'all know or think both things are true. 
So either you didn't know and had no clue and were really totally ignorant to the fact of all this stuff happening, or you absolutely are aware that these things are happening and people are getting away with it and, and it and it basically means nothing to you. And so really it's hypocritical and downright cruel to to be against the um, Black Lives Matter movement. Agree, agree, agree. So this is now taking place. When did the protest start in New York City? So, <laughs> man, uh, the protests, uh, I want to say, kicked off in New York City not long. So what was the day that the Atlanta protests kicked off? Ours kicked off the next day. So when they was Atlanta at the CNN, at the Omni Center, um, yep. down yep. there downtown, and they was busting stuff up. Our, yep. our our protest literally started the next day after that, whatever day that was. Yep. So now there's protests in the streets of New York. Mm -hmm. Did you go out into the protest? I the protest came to me. So <laughs> explain. I live. Uh, if you triangulate my block, I am in between some of the like biggest staging areas or protest spots. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm east of Times Square, south of Bryant Park, north of Madison Square Park. So if mm -hmm. no area, there's really nothing in my neighborhood, but everything around my neighborhood is like hot. Mm -hmm. And um, there was about three or four days there, man, where all the stuff you saw on the news was mm -hmm. my block. Like I'm talking protest, protest, protest during the day in the early evening, and then as soon as it got dark, the rioters came out and it got to be hot. I mean, I'm talking fire set on the street. I'm talking people running, dealing with the police, the line of police bicycles outside where they like, you know, centurions trying to block people off. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, man, it was crazy. It was crazy. Uh, so the did you ever partake in the protest or were you just kind of yeah. watching this from your vantage point? So I, so I was of two, I was two very bifurcated styles. So during some of the couple of the days, um, you know, there was some very powerful speaking and protesting and things like that happening not far from me. So mm -hmm. I could take a break in my day, head out and join the people. Doug, how were you able? First of all, were you wearing a mask? Of course. Oh, of course. Did you have? Yeah. Did you have some type of? How were you aware of your social distancing? How did this happen? How did this transpire? Yeah. So I, the reason why I went during the day was because um, the crowds were not quite. You know, the crowds would grow throughout the day, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. if you went at like two, three o'clock, you wasn't around the ten thousand people. And plus, the way that it worked out here in New York, I don't know how it was in other places. What would happen was you'd get all these neighborhood protests mm -hmm. that were very small, between 50 and maybe 200 people. Mm -hmm. And it would be comprised of like, you know, five, 10 blocks of people. Mm -hmm. But then what would happen was they would converge on all these spots. So mm -hmm. let's say I go to Bryant Park because Bryant Park is the closest place to me. Mm -hmm. so if I go to Bryant Park, um, I might be at a protest with like 50 people. But then as the day goes on, the people from Times Square come over, the people from Uptown walk down, 
um, the people from, from Madison Square Park walk up and then they might all meet and then walk down 6th Avenue towards like Washington Square Park or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so, so basically, I would do the early part. I would like kick it with the folks and I would, you know, no daps. I would just throw up the black fist. And mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I would have my mask on, be like, "Yo, yeah, powerful words, bro. Powerful words, <laughs> like from a distance, from a distance, though." <laughs> Dog, at any point, were you moved to make any statements yourself, or you were just there in listening mode? Well, there was one time I did make some statements. <laughs> Go ahead, though. What did you say? I mean, I'm not gonna. I, I, it it kind of just flowed through me. It flowed. It just came, it came, the spirit came to you. Yes, I, mean, I guess it was all this meditation. And... Did you say? Did you suggest that we burn this shit down? Like, what? After you said what you said, how did the crowd react to it? No, it was actually really cool, man. Because you, know, I was on a tone of we're just exhausted. Like, you know, we're we're tired of having to always deal with this. We're tired of having to be better. You know, you've grown, mm-hmm. you, you're raised being taught two different things. To get just as much, you got to be twice as good. Mm-hmm. To be able to m- move through the world, you learn from a very young age what you can and cannot do if you want to be mm-hmm. able to come home safely. You know that you're getting all these microaggressions all the time from the people around you. You know mm-hmm. that you do really well at things and, and, and you're not necessarily getting all the same benefits that other people get. And mm-hmm. exhausting. And, and, and really, as somebody who now is, you know, I guess, approaching middle age, I felt like these 20-year-olds, you guys have all the energy. Y'all carry it mm-hmm. forward. I believe in you. I'm mm-hmm. in the back seat. But I want to give you some words of encouragement to tell you that, like, if you don't do something, the same things I have to deal with, the same thing my pops had to deal with, the same thing his pops had to deal with, you're still, like, we got to change it. They're not going to change on their own. Power does not give up its power without any kind of coercion. Doug, were you on a podium? Tell me how you got to this space like this, or like explain to me whether like they were passing around a mic and you just grabbed it. Tell me. So yeah, uh, so what actually what happened was you're you're gonna laugh at me, but I, but just let me <laughs> just let me say what just let me say All what right. I'm saying. So I, I was on a run and I'm jogging around and I came up on this um, protest on the West Side Highway. Mm-hmm. Or, or off the West Side Highway, and mm-hmm. um, and and uh, I stopped because like this this woman was speaking and she was like reading a poem, mm-hmm. and, and it was really powerful. And there was only like I'd say a hundred people out there. How how did the woman who was reading the poem look? Was Bro, what does that have to do with anything? No, I'm just asking. I'm trying to get get a sense of why you decided to partake in this. She wasn't fine enough, no. She just looked like a regular woman, bruh. Jesus. Don't act like I don't fucking know you. Go ahead with the story. Go ahead. I'm not I'm just saying. Why does it make what she looks like? You know what I want to know. Go ahead, go ahead. Continue with the story. So you, you're, you're running. You run up on this, this fine 
You've been in the house for three months, no pussy for three months, and you see your reciting poetry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and she had a crowd around her. And, you know, people were clapping and had signs and all that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. So, really, it was just kind of a scene. It was just like a scene, like out of like all this tranquility. Because, you know, there's like, it's the pandemic, there's nothing going on. So like yeah. uh, out of this whole like sea of tranquility is this like little uh, mass of people. And I just mm-hmm. kind of slowed down and stopped and I listened to the rest of her poem and I thought it was really powerful. And she was, you know, basically talking about how she loved. Well, okay, this is what stopped me. Okay. She was talking about how she had the black man's back and how she loved uh, mm. and, you know, nobody really, uh, nobody really cares about us, but she does, was, was mm. the poem, right? Mm. And well, hold on. Was, was the poem, was it a rhyme or was it like a haiku or like some Robert Frost shit? Give me just a little bit about like what was going on. I mean, it was a semi-rhyme. Um, semi-rhyme. You know, you know how some of those poems, bro, like like they rhyme in some spots and then they stop yeah. rhyming. You'd be like, what, <laughs> weren't, weren't you rhyming a minute ago? <laughs> 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 yeah. But did she have um, did she have dreadlocks or braids in her hair? She had like burgundy braids. I imagine as much. Go ahead with the story, please. And so so when she got done, <clears throat> like I said, I was vocal about supporting because you know it's mm-hmm. hard to get up and talk to people. Agree. So I was very vocal about supporting and, and just saying thank you and all that kind of stuff. So you know, after that, you know, there was some chanting going on. Some chanting. <laughs> you know, people love to chant, man. People yeah, yeah. don't know what it is about chanting, but they love it. I'm personally not a big chanter. I'm not a big chanter either. But go ahead. <laughs> so I was like, I right, bet um, this is cool. However, I would, I was just kind of s- hanging out in the back. Mm-hmm. But then I, I just, I don't know. I got inspired to go tell this girl. I was like, you know, this woman, I should say, thank you. With the braids. Yeah, with the braids. That was really uh-huh. nice. So mm-hmm. as I'm up there talking, one of her 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 homeboys, I, I'm mm-hmm. assuming it's her homeboy, he starts mm-hmm. with another chant. Mm-hmm. So now I'm up there as everybody's chanting. <laughs> and I'm like feeling some kind of pressure. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Now is my time. <laughs> hold on, hold on, bro. Before you did that, Honestly, dog, it's just me and you in the audience, bro. Uh-huh. When you went to go talk to this fiery braided poetry, <laughs> at any point during the conversation, did you give her your number? Did you take her number? Like, did you d- just let's be real? No, I did not. <laughs> did she ask for your number? No. Not even after you gave this emotional speech about being tired. And her espousing before that how supportive she was for the black man. Yeah, yeah. She did not give you any comfort after said oracle display that you put on. Let me, let me, let me. <laughs> go ahead, dog. Go ahead. We exchanged social media. <laughs> no, no, do it. I do it. I do it. <laughs> Ah, dog, you are so out. You are so out, dog. Yeah. <laughs> dog, did you identify yourself before you started talking? Uh, not really. So I, so bro, I'm, I mean, I'm in, I'm on a run. This is a middle, middle of a, jo- like a jog. So I'm in workout gear, and I got my like the the gator 
you know, face mask thing on. <laughs> so you can't even see me, bruh. Yeah. I'm just yeah, like Black yeah. Man X. I pulled Black Man X. I pulled I pulled it down for like a quick second just so the people could see my face. <laughs> and then I put it back on. So you displayed your face for all of like so facial recognition and everything. Then put it back on. Yeah. <laughs> it takes facial recognition like 15 seconds to hit all the points, dog. And you did it in five. I did it in like five, ten seconds. Yeah. <laughs> right, like, good, they good. try to like trace the number, and you want to talk for like exactly four seconds. <laughs> hey man, I gotta tell you, I'm at the warehouse. I got the money. Come through for your boy. And the cops are on the other end, like, just stay on the line. Just stay on the line. <laughs> Keep them on. Keep them on the line. <laughs> no. After you gave this rousing speech, though, what was the reaction from the crowd when you gave this rousing speech? The, so the, the the emotions were really high at that point, right? So like everybody was like cheering and like, yeah, you're right, brother. Yeah, yeah, we tied. And then there was more chanting. And then I was like, you know what? I'm good on the chanting. And I just zipped. I could tell you all of my run. <laughs> well, after you gave your impassioned plea. Uh-huh. And the crowd was enthralled. At any point, did you set out a hop? <laughs> no, I, I should have. <laughs> no, like if you had set out a hop, I should have. That would have been out of shit. But let me just go back. So, <laughs> was it pre-speech or after speech that the poetry's babe gave you her information? It was pre-speech. So, oh, then she was she was definitely open after the speech, though, wasn't she? Oh, she was definitely open after the speech, and I, <laughs> I was like, I was like, you know, so so before I dipped, before I dipped, I did, I did a a, a real cool player move. I was like, I I was like, hey, you know, thank you for giving me, you know, an opportunity to talk to this crowd. I know this is kind of something you were working on, but you know, I just you you gave me you gave you gave me a reason to speak, quite <laughs> and uh, I just want to let you know that normally I would show you respect by hugging you, but right now I'm gonna show you respect by not hugging you because we're in the middle of a pandemic. But get <laughs> boy up on that social media shot, and then I ran off. <laughs> Dog, how how much did it take for her to hit you up on social media? Oh, bro, it was like it was like two three days. <laughs> two three days. <laughs> Dog, when she hit you up, she was like, "Hey, it's me, the person." Like, did she? What did she give to give context to who she was as it relates to you? No, she was like, "Actually, that's almost exactly what she said." She was like, "Hey." <laughs> <laughs> she was like, hey. I can't remember. I said something. Oh, man. It's, it would make this story so much better because there was like a little exchange that we had that she referenced. <laughs> like she was, she, was, she was fly about it, dog. She's a wordsmith, right? She's a wordsmith. So, so she hit me up with like a little, like a little phrase um, that made me know. I was like, oh, bet. That's, that's who it is. Mm, mm. So, dog, are you still in contact with this young lady, or did things fizzle out? I mean, yeah, they kind of, unfortunately they kind of fizzled have fizzled out recently. But I feel like I can always swoop back around and just come back and be like, "Black Lives Matter." What's up for the night? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me let see me ask you a couple. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me let me ask you some, some things now that we're here, we're in the middle of the. Testing and yeah. you know, I don't know when this shit is going to end. 
have you? Because I, I can tell you, my, you know, the, the many years that I've known you, bruh, I don't think I've ever seen you with a white chick. Did you get more feelers from white babes during or because of the Black Lives Matter protesting? Like, did anybody throw you any guilt pussy after <laughs> or during because of this? <laughs> uh, well, I haven't gotten any pussy, let alone guilt pussy. Uh, but let me say. But the offer, not, not, not the literal, but just the offer. Were they throwing it at you like, yo, you're a black dude. We feel bad for enslaving your people. <laughs> hit it from the back. Like, did any of that happen? Um, no. Uh, well, I, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Maybe here. Here's the thing. Nobody was okay. that. Nobody. Nobody's been that blatant about it. But I have mm-hmm. gotten way more texts and phone calls and emails and just reach outs from not just babes but dudes, you know, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Of like, you know, just want to let you know, I'm glad I know you, man. And <laughs> the babes being like, you know, you're one of the, you're one of the, you're one of the greatest people. <laughs> you're just fantastic and I just want you to know it <laughs> like, no, no, what, what, what the thing is so here's the thing that I, I'm, I'm gonna and here's the thing I think about white folk whether you are a racist white folk or you were just kind of complicit yeah. in said racism right either way about it Every white person, or the ones that are just typically, typically like kind of silently complicit about it, typically will spring back when there's discussions on race, and they'll go, "I have black friends. How can I be racist?" Right. So, and I feel like you were that black friend that they were reaching out to. Was like, "Yo, me and T.O. kick it all the time. Like, that's my homie. How can I be racist?" Yeah, man. Did you? <laughs> yeah, man. Um. So you actually just reminded me of something. There was one specific entry from this babe in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So I, I, while you have never seen me with a white woman, I have smashed a number of them. <laughs> Doug, was it a situation that you would just not acknowledge it in public or was it just I just happened to never see it physically myself? <laughs> well... It, it was really more of a, a, a acknowledgement in public type of thing. So it was, <laughs> so like the way that this one happened to work out, if I take you back a few years now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I used to do a lot of work with this girl's company. I would come in there all the time and, mm. you know, have meetings. So it was a, over the course of a few months, I would have all these meetings. Um, mm-hmm. One day uh, she was like, yo, I'm going to be in New York for a little while. Next time I'm there or you're in San Francisco, you know, hit me up. I, you know, want to get to know the, the, the city and, mm-hmm. you know, just, and I was like, <laughs> I know what that means. That's cold for fucking right, right. there. That's cold for fucking right. So, so she came through uh, New York and um, got like one of those like extended, like, you know, apartment rentals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, we went out a few times and, you know, I was, like hitting it, hitting it off on the regular, and and then she hit me up. I was like, mm-hmm. I haven't talked to you in like a year and a half. <laughs> Where is this mm-hmm. thing from? Mm-hmm. Um, well, well, let's hold on. Let, let's go back. Let's go back, dog. And I, I, this is to me very interesting. So she says, "Yo, 
let's get up when I'm in New York. Yeah. Did you guys go out or you just went over to the apartment and just was like, yo, let's get it on? There was a couple times we went out. Actually, one time we went out, I ran into some like bros. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, it was like, well, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on, hold on, we gotta go back. <sighs> the first time, the first time yeah. that she's like, I'm in New York, let's get together. Did you meet her out or did you just come by the crib? Uh, so the first time I, I met her out. Okay. You met her out in public. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we went to listen to some live music, but we went like, you know, like village, like. Yeah. So some, yeah, some real, some real kumbaya type Right. Stuff. When you were out, did she say anything or imply anything to suggest that she liked to fuck black dudes? Absolutely Nothing. <laughs> okay, so I, you know, I'm assuming you hang out in the village, kick it for a minute, then you go back to her place. At any point, does she make any reference to her familiarity with black people? Zero. Zero. Even when she's talking shit, like I'm assuming when you guys are intimate, there's some shit talking. She doesn't say anything like, oh, black daddy and nothing like that. Nothing, none of these type of terms. Dog, nothing like that, bro. She was a a, a, a pillar of professionalism. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if professionalism is the word you want to use, but you know what I'm saying. She was she was race race neutral in terms of fucking Bruh, she was totally race neutral. She gave me no I mean honestly, it was like it, it was actually kind of refreshing. Cause like she didn't even, you know, I expected, I have, I have, uh, you know, dipped outside my race in the past and there's always some tinge of like some Django type shit. <laughs> there was, there was nothing, it had nothing to do with that. It was, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. <laughs> so it was kind of like a Michael Jackson-esque, doesn't matter if you're black or white moment. Did she play Michael Jackson for you? Well, let me ask you, this is a better question I would ask you. During while you were intimate, was there any music being played? <laughs> you know there wasn't no music being played, dog. I mean, no, I, I tried to put the ball. She was like, "Well, that's distracting me." Um, that's what she said. Really? <laughs> I'm thinking she's gonna, she's like fucking you to sticks or some shit. Like, come sail away. No, but... no, we didn't do all that, man. We didn't do all that. <laughs> but, uh... All right, so you 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 hook up with her. And then you're so you're going out in public with this bitch. A, a couple times, not that many times, um, but like like two or three times we went out in public. Yeah. So you're like integrating like fucking uh, lunch counters with this bitch. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so what was it that made you lose interest? First of all, how old was this young lady? Um. So at the um at the time she was a, like early thirties. Early thirties. So. At what point did you say, you know what, I'm good? Like, how did that happen? <laughs> I mean, we're gonna go off on a whole other tangent. You really? Dog, we, we got look. It's we're. we're I, I, don't, I don't have all day. I do. I do have to <laughs> do some things today. But um, like, let me let me just put it like this. Uh, we both had reasons. <laughs> we both had reasons. To keep it casual. Okay, okay, okay. All right. I'm. A, you know what? For the purposes of this episode, I'm. A, I'm gonna leave it. And we can delve into those topics another time. 
Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go into those topics in a time. So let, let's do this in the interest of time, Doug. We've literally, you know, had you had you on here for a good minute, Doug. I appreciate your time. Yeah, yeah. You know, as, as, as we said, uh, I, I find just to go out for the audience for a second to give them a little background here. Yeah. Initially, when I was going to do the show, I was going to do it with T.O. We were going to do it together. And it's just a matter of timing because it's hard to get T.O. to be able to do the episodes kind of in a consistent fashion. So I do the show by myself. But the initial vision of the show was for both of us to do it together simply because I find T.O.'s stories <laughs> to be remarkable and entertaining. Like, it entertains me, so I hope it entertains um, you as the audience. So, look at brother. I really appreciate you taking some time out and rapping with us, bro. Like I always say, bro, to the audience, I want you to stay safe, stay situated, stay calm, and most importantly, stay positive. Peace. Oh, no doubt. Like.